would shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Be present in all things and thankful for all things. A quote by Maya Angelou. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's awesome volunteers, and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. I'm Rachel Glass, and today's Express Yourself is centered around the gift of awareness. We are starting off the show today by reading a chapter from... Be the Star You Are's Be the Star You Are's new anthology entitled Be the Star You Are Millennials to Baby Boomers Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Written by Tristan S. Boardway, an intuitive reader, healer, and teacher working with people around the world. Tristan co-authored two books with his parents and was written about in two books on the subject of spiritually gifted children. His wonderful chapter about awareness reflects a powerful and inspiring outlook on life. This is The Gift of Awareness by Tristan S. Boardway. We all have the ability of intuition, although many people do not use this this special gift. Today, people rely too much on technology to provide the answers instead of going within to ask questions and receive the awareness to the information they require. Have you ever had a gut feeling, instinct, or hunch, which I call awareness, that something was about to happen and then it did? Have you met people who share information that they say is true, but you sensed in some way that what they were telling you was incorrect, only later to find out you were right about the falseness of the information? That's intuition, or what I call inner knowing. In order to have this inner knowing, we must first take the time to be present with ourselves instead of always being busy and rushing around. When we are present, being in the moment, we will begin to be more consciously and instinctively aware. We must trust ourselves with this new information of our innate intuition, sixth sense or gut feeling as we call it, then follow through on the information. Ever since I can remember, I have been able to sense the energy of everything and everyone, including seeing colors in and around people. I have the ability to sense the feelings and energies of others while perceiving the non-physical realms beyond this reality. For example, before I could speak, whenever I witnessed people whose auras, energy fields, were very dark and cloudy, I would scream because I felt their unresolved emotions projected onto others. By screaming, I was able to make these people leave. 
Since my parents shared my awareness, they always took care of me by removing me from situations such as large crowds where people with negative energy gathered. My other ability is being aware of people's thoughts and their underlying emotions. Some call this telepathy, but I see it as so much more since it requires sensing with our entire being. In addition to hearing their words, I see pictures projected by the individual thoughts with the energy and emotions of the words. Many times, what the person is saying out loud does not match their energy, as they may not mean what they are saying. When communicating energetically and telepathically, we are expressing through our heart space. We are not limited in our abilities when we are our authentic selves as we are alive, awake, and aware, and completely expanded beyond all cluttered thoughts, worries, and fears. When we are in the space of awareness, we use the language of our heart with nonverbal communication, enhancing the information we receive. A bonus to communicating energetically is that I can converse with those who are unable to speak out loud. When I was about 11 years old, I went snow skiing with my dad and a friend. While walking to the first chairlift, I happily chatted about our exciting day ahead. All of a sudden, I stopped talking and walking because I felt fearful energy emanating from someone nearby. I looked to my side and saw a little boy sitting alone in a wheelchair ski. When I looked at him, he began talking to me in his mind, saying that he was afraid of skiing because he had never done it before. I sent him pictures in my mind of other kids I had seen sitting in the wheelchair skis with the instructor right behind them, securely holding them going down the mountain. As I showed him these pictures, I spoke to him with my mind, telling him that there was nothing to be afraid of because the instructors are kind, patient, and trustworthy. I made sure he knew that they would take care of him and keep him safe. Throughout this process, I was sending loving energy from my heart to him. The boy telepathically told me that since he was unable to talk out loud, he could not tell anyone how he felt. He was very happy that I could hear him. Again, I reassured him that the instructors are friendly, competent, caring, and that he was about to have a ton of fun. Later that day, when I was skiing on the slopes with my dad and friend, I saw the boy in his wheelchair ski along with his instructor skiing down the same, on the same run. He had a big smile on his face as he communicated to me telepathically and energetically that he was having an excellent time. He thanked me for helping him feel safe, relaxed, and safe. The entire time it takes to communicate with someone telepathically and energetically doesn't take long. Actually, it takes only a matter of seconds and is much more efficient than verbal communication. Plus, increased information can be conveyed in this manner. Everyone can learn to communicate this way, and at the end of the chapter, I share a very simple exercise for people to reawaken their gifts. The only thing we have to do is be in our hearts, connect with our true selves, and expand our energy, as the little boy did with me. Because I was in the space of openness and awareness, I was able to receive his messages. I am grateful that I was born alive, awake, and aware, because these gifts of awareness have given me the opportunity of seeing beyond this reality into the limitless possibilities. As I have shared my gift, my gifts with others, helpful life information is transmitted, reawakening their innate gifts and abilities. Take the time to reawaken your gifts and abilities. Acknowledge and trust yourself. Become aware of the empowered being you truly are. Exercise, reawaken your awareness and energetic abilities. This technique is helpful in increasing your skills in communicating telepathically and energetically. You can use cards or any pictures when doing this activity. The important thing is that the pictures you use are colorful with lots of details and expression. 
start by sitting back to back with another person. While one person holds a card with a colorful picture, the person who cannot see it will describe the images on the card. It is important for the person holding the card to look at all the details of the card, think about them, feel the pictures, and also see them vividly in their mind. This person is energetically sending information on the card to the other person. The more detailed and accurate the information is sent, the better it works. At this time, everyone is silent and there are no words verbalized. The other person receiving the information sits quietly connecting with the sender. When he or she senses the colors, feelings, thoughts, energies, and story in the picture, it's time to share the information. Take turns being the sender and the receiver. Everyone has the capability of being aware and communicating energetically and telepathically. Awareness is a physical muscle that requires exercise for it to become an ability. The more we open our hearts, the lighter we become, and the more we remember who we are. The key to growth is the introduction of higher dimensions, a consciousness into our awareness. A quote by Lao Tzu. So again, that was The Gift of Awareness by Tristan S. Bordway in our new Be the Star You Are book. I really like this chapter because whether or not you share the gifts that the author describes, I think the base message is just following your intuition or gut is really valuable. I think it's really important um, to be able to follow you gut, your gut or to you know weigh the pros and cons of why you're feeling that way um, when making big life decisions. Whether that's choosing a college, buying your first piece of property, taking the next step in a relationship, deciding whether to trust someone, deciding whether to spend money on something. Those are all things that come up, um, you know, in most of our lives. And we, we have to choose which route to take of two or many. Um, I find that it's sometimes, you know, difficult to follow my gut when I'm weighing all these pros and cons um, and potential outcomes in my head. You know, I'll think of, you know, what I, what my intuition is telling me and that this will probably happen and what I'll do with that. But if I don't do that, what else could happen? And I find that thinking of it that way, like kind of weighing out each path, thinking of the potential outcomes and how I will react from there really helps me um, make decisions, whether I follow my gut or not, because I have that potential plan of action. And that kind of goes back to the idea of, you know, it all works out, which is something I live by. Sometimes not following your gut could also be described as taking a risk. Um, and sometimes taking risks and going outside your comfort zone really pays off. I don't know, you know, exactly. I don't think it's black and white when to say, you know, follow your gut for these type of decisions, but take risks for these other types of decisions. I think you just really have to um, decide that for yourself. And, you know, I've experienced it. I'm sure a lot of um, everyone listening has experienced this, but Whenever, you know, I choose a course of action, you know, maybe I follow my gut or not, and it doesn't work out, um, I never think of it as a failure. I just think of it as a learning lesson that I'll add to my conscious awareness um, in the future and moving forward. Everything is a learning lesson. Um, and, and I think that maybe that's what could help us, you know, uh, choose whether to follow our gut or take the risk. And something that the author mentioned um, was the role of technology in all this. And 
you know, kind of brings up the question of does technology make people more or less aware of the world around them? Um, I really think this could go both ways. I think technology allows for more information than ever to be easily accessible, but with that comes incorrect information. So I think, you know, when those types of things come up, always ask yourself, you know, who is, you know, maybe posting this or making this accessible online and why? Because a lot of times people will post things with the intent of spreading misinformation or because they're being paid to do so. So I don't think that technology is totally making us unaware. I think we just have to, you know, be educated of, you know, thinking about things when we see it before just spreading misinformation. And that goes back to just being aware. Um, With that, we'll conclude the first segment of Express Yourself, uh, an eye-opening chapter on awareness from Tristan. Be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us with those in distress by preventing books and other resources. Operation Wildfire, Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund is an ongoing outreach program to help survivors of natural disasters. We need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to these victims. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal, giving fun with no additional fees. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Be sure to also pick up our new anthology book, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world, which is where the chapter was from at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. Make sure to stick around as we continue our show on the gift of awareness. I'm Rachel Glass. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at be the star you are radio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. 
For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Empowerment. I'm Rachel Glass on Express Yourself, and today's show is all about the gift of awareness. Today, we welcome literary agents, publishers, and authors Gail and Bill Gladstone from Waterside Productions. Waterside Productions is one of the most successful literary agencies in the world. They specialize in nonfiction. They publish ebooks, audiobooks, print on demand, and traditional print books. They have placed thousands of titles and generated more than $500 million in author royalties for our clients, for their clients. Waterside has a robust foreign rights division and has generated tens of millions of dollars with placement of titles in more than 40 languages. As a literary agency, they're focused on established authors with significant pre-existing audiences and track records of success. Welcome to the show, Gail and Bill. Nice to hear uh, your voice, Rachel, and thank you for having us on. Pleasure to be here. This is Bill. (laughs) And uh, my very first question to you both is I want to ask for anyone unfamiliar with the... um, Could you guys explain what exactly does a literary agent do? The primary role is to take a manuscript or an idea and sell it to a major publisher negotiate a contract, which hopefully will include a significant advance, and then Mm -hmm. oversee the process until the book is published and generating royalties for the author. Okay. And when you, uh, you know, pitch books or ideas to publishers, are they already written or not written yet? Not written. We prefer not written. It's easier to sell an idea than a finished manuscript, which Mm -hmm. may seem you know, counterintuitive, but if it's finished, and, and we have often sold finished books, but mm-hmm. if it's finished, it's less likely that the author can adapt it in a way that an editor might want. Of course, this is mm-hmm. not true for novels. Novels must be written and complete. Okay, I see, because again, your uh, company specializes in nonfiction, um, do you, but you do do fiction as well? Yes. Okay, cool. And um, tying this back into our theme of awareness, um, what is the role of books in contributing to raising awareness, just in your opinions? I'll let Gail answer this one. <laughs> well, we um, our, I would say all our books are purposed, whether they be novels or uh, uh, nonfiction books. And uh, we get to know the authors and, and their purpose and their passion. And um, people who seek us out are genuine, genuinely, uh, ge- I mean, generally uh, attracted to our mission, which is to make uh, the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're wonderful. less interested in authors who are only thinking about making money from books. The uh-huh. majority of books published don't actually make very much money, but they mm-hmm. can make a large difference in the lives of others. Of course, if you don't focus on the money and you're passionate and you have the right idea at the right time, you may end up making millions or even tens of millions of dollars. And, you know, I think our latest success with the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, is uh-huh. a good example of that. But Marie was mm-hmm. not motivated by money. And I would say that 95% of our authors are not motivated by money. 
Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh, and how do you uh, determine what books you publish? Gail, do you want to? Well, uh, people approach us and we either meet with them or they send us their ideas via email. And we overlook them and see what their platform is like, uh, what uh, kind of if the subject is conducive to the outreach we can offer them, and uh, if they align with our purpose. And, and so, you know, and we have I'm readers. So I read the manuscripts. Bill reads the manuscripts, and my 95-year-old mother reads the manuscripts. <laughs> And then we we look at what read and see if uh, if the books are something that makes a difference in the world and to a, and to the readers that we um, generally um, ha, uh, you know that are attracted to our books. Absolutely, and our book uh, "Be the Star You Are" that I mentioned earlier. Um, Hopping back to what we were talking about um, is not motivated by money, but we wanted to make um, a difference as well as I'm sure, you know, the listeners Mm -hmm. could hear by that first chapter um, and me being a contributor as well. um, You know, so I love that's what your company is all about. And I understand you represent authors of all ages. um, And I know there is someone um, in particular in particular you wanted to mention that actually has been on our show before. Uh, that would be Cassandra Briskman, and we were very excited to meet her at 13. Uh, she just wow. has such passion and promise. She's uh, motivated and focused and uh, is a, a real um, genuine citizen of, of mm. the world. I, she cares about people. She cares about her stories, and her stories are motivated by helping uh, other young adults grow into their lives with ease and grace. So we were excited to meet her, and uh, we worked with her, helping her develop her book, and she just she stayed focused on it. It took, you know, about a year and a half to write, and it got publicized, and now she's on to her next book, and, uh, in fact, with her first book, she's won nine awards, and it's at CAA as a consideration for a t- television or film. So we're oh, really wow. proud of her, and she's now just started uh, college, and she's uh, completed her book. She wants to develop the characters a little more, and I think this is even bigger and better. It's just amazing to watch her grow. Wow. And I know she's currently um, only 18. That's so uh, inspirational. And I think that's um, a good lesson to, um, I'm a, I'm a young adult. I'm in my twenties now. And I feel like I, you know, you just, you described her as like super motivated. I feel like I wasn't very like actually motivated until I got into college and like looking back, um, yeah, we're working hard and following your dreams, even as young, like as she was 13, you know, in high school, um, can really pay off when you get um, older. So just throwing that lesson out oh, there for our listeners. Yeah. yeah, and in terms of your audience here, I think there's a good mm-hmm. lesson. Things don't necessarily come 
easily and automatically, mm-hmm. even if you're passionate. It takes time. And writing the first draft of a book is actually the easiest part. It's the rewrite and the third rewrite and sometimes the fourth or fifth rewrite that really makes the difference between something that shines and can reach a large audience and win awards. So Mm -hmm. you have to have not just passion, but also discipline and dedication. Mm -hmm. And I think this is important for young people to, to realize you may have a lot of talent and ability, but you only will develop that talent and ability through hard work. And, you know, sometimes it's easier for some, but even those for whom it's easy, they have to set up a routine and a discipline. Pick a time of day when you are going to have privacy and you write at that time of day every day, even if it's only for an hour, and you will, Mm -hmm. before you know it, have a complete manuscript and then you go from there. But it's not... Just snap your fingers because you want to be a great writer. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens that quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, and, you know, and hard work, no matter if you're writing a book or doing something else, you know, mm-hmm. working hard, like there are ups and downs. Like it's not always, you know, sunshine and roses and super fun. And you just, you know, I think that's another thing is just to not keep up, not give up and just keep going even mm-hmm. when uh, the hard work seems like a lot because it, you know, might might just pay off. And that's kind of, you know, the goal of working hard. Um, do you both think it's more challenging for a young author to enter um, this competitive writing world? Well, it's easier today in some ways. If you're looking, you know, to get a six-figure advance and immediate recognition, it's probably harder than ever. But there's so many opportunities with companies like ours that, you know, focus on ebooks and print on demand. Cassandra's book initially, we only did ebook and print on demand. So the costs of entry from a publisher's point of view are less looking at the economic factor. So from that perspective, it's actually a little easier today for a young person. But it's still very, very difficult if your goal is to, you know, achieve, you know, New York Times bestseller status. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible, I hate to say. It just is one out of a thousand or one out of ten thousand. Because if you look yeah. at the New York Times bestseller list for novels, 90% of the books on the list this year are books that were on the list the previous year or previous oh. years. The repeat authors. So 90% of the list is once you're on, you're on. <laughs> but mm-hmm. getting on is very, very difficult. Wow. And what are the personal qualities that you guys look for in the younger authors that you publish? I know you mentioned a few about Cassandra. Well, uh, I would say um, they feel called to do it. They are, they can't, they are into writing a book because not writing the book is, is not an option. They mm-hmm. are driven and they feel compelled and they feel a calling that, they're, that, that they must write whatever it is that has come to them. And that, I think that drive is, uh, is number one. And the second mm-hmm. one is not to do it for money. And I would just add, what I look for is someone who's really having fun. I want to be surrounded by young people who really enjoy what they do and are going to have a positive experience, even if the book doesn't get published or if it gets published and doesn't sell more than a few hundred copies, which is actually the norm. So 
the important thing for me is that the person is having fun and is learning and growing. Because even if you write a book that's not published, it can be a very cathartic experience for the person writing it, and it can mm-hmm. still make a difference in the world. It's not just reaching a million readers. I know I have authors who have come to me, and I told them at the beginning, I said, you know, you've written a marvelous book. I just think it's one of the most fabulous books I've ever read. And this is when, you know, we go with a traditional publisher, and in this Mm -hmm. case, the book sold 2,000 copies. And the author was, Bill, you really Mm -hmm. misled me. You told me it was such a great book. I said, it is a great book. And it's... Sold 2,000 copies, and those 2,000 mm-hmm. people may be transformed by it. It doesn't matter. You know, obviously, we're happier if it sells 2 million copies, but mm-hmm. it's not just about the number of people that will read it. It's about the entire process. Everything you do makes a difference, and even if you have very few readers, your book can still make a significant difference. Absolutely. And we have to wrap up this segment. We'll be back with Bill and Gail. Stay tuned for more of the Gift of Awareness um, in the next segment. I'm Rachel Glass. And for more information about Waterside Productions, you can go to www.waterside.com. Also, remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology. The book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other book retailers. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. Make sure to keep listening as our show on the gift of awareness continues. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our program 
Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. This edition of Express Yourself is all about the gift of awareness. We are back for our third segment, again, with Gail and Bill Gladstone, literary agents, publishers, and authors of Waterside Productions. On the topic of awareness, um, earlier in the show, um, we touched on technology's role in awareness. What advice do you have um, for authors using social media to self-promote themselves? Well, um, I personally, Gail here, um, thinks that we need to be careful with social media and Mm -hmm. to kind of have fun with it, but stay on topic and uh, don't allow too much of your personal information out there. Uh, With our authors, we suggest having a website and uh, Facebook that pertains to their projects and what they're doing. And I think Mm -hmm. keeping it out of the personal aspect is safer than um, getting too personal with your followers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. relating to that, we have a company that we love working with uh, called PubSite.com. And they'll make available for free all the tools an author or would-be author will need to create a book-centric website that will include links to selling their book on Amazon, Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble. And they only charge $20 a month for their service. The, the software tools are free. So oh, any wow. author out there who's thinking of writing a book, you might want to start with the website. There's nothing wrong with having a website for a book that's not yet written. And since mm-hmm. it's so affordable, we really think authors benefit from starting a website right away. Mm-hmm. And PubSite is really user-friendly and uh, playful, so you never feel committed to what you put on there. It's easy to extract. Uh, it's global, so you're a- it's able to go into different languages, and, um, and the people are wonderful to work with. That's awesome. And I, again, about social media... Um, do you guys suggest for authors to have like kind of a professional and a private social media? Do you think that's like a good way to navigate it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely don't think they should intertwine. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, I think if you're approached by anything that you're not comfortable with, you should uh, not answer or encourage. Uh-huh. Kind of like this is about consciousness. Uh, Be conscious of who's interacting with you and what you're putting out there. It's it's extremely important that you don't Mm -hmm. give addresses out, phone numbers, uh, personal information where you could be stalked or, you know, I mean, not to put fear into it, but it's just a a changing world. It's it's exciting (laughs) and wonderful. Uh, I just can't believe the te- what technology can do for you and your personal growth. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and just as, as important, it's to use it wisely. Absolutely. That's uh, great advice. And I think that kind of goes for many professions, not just authors, um, to kind of separate, you know, your uh, personal social media persona, if any, um, from your professional one, you know, while that could be a great tool to promote, you know, what you're working on yourself, you definitely have to be careful, Um, you know, as we've seen um, a lot, especially recently, you know, people saying things they may or may not mean on social media that always, always comes back. Um, and 
switching gears a little bit, Gail and Bill, you mentioned that you will be going on a cruise in 2020. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we're, we're doing a consciousness and intuition cruise with some of the top scientists, channelers, clairvoyants in the world. It's going to be leaving from, uh, I think, Seattle, Washington, the end of June 2020 for a week, uh, going to the Alaskan, inner, what they call the inner channel. So just from a nature point of view, it's going to be fantastic. But I actually think with the guests and the speakers we're going to have lined up, the boat itself will be levitating. Uh, they're just putting up the website now since we have over a year. And we're doing this in partnership with Beyond Words, which is a wonderful publishing company. And so mm-hmm. anyone who wants to sign up or learn more about this, they can just go to beyondwordscruise.com, just beyondwordscruise.com, and there should be information posted uh, about the cruise. We haven't signed up all of our speakers yet. I know we have a couple, Mark Gober, the wonderful author of An End to Upside Down Thinking, um, The Origins of Consciousness is going to be one of the speakers, but we have seven or eight others that we're still uh, finalizing their schedules, and we'll be posting more information as we sign them up. But I can assure you, just from the people going on the cruise, it's going to be amazing, just from the people that we've invited as our guests and fellow passengers. So that's, that's a real treat, and I know a lot of your audience is young, so it may be too expensive for them, but their parents should go, or their aunts and uncles. I mean, it's, it's really yeah. going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And if yeah, you have so many people signed up, then you're able to get a free room or a, a comp mm-hmm. um, ticket to the conferences. Yeah. That sounds like a great uh, opportunity, great experience. Again, for our listeners, that's uh, beyondwordscruise.com. And another topic that you guys actually had suggested we might touch on, um, I think is really interesting. So Waterside Productions publishes books both on science and spirituality. How do you see those two very different topics uh, complement each other? as far as books go. Okay, since I'm sort of the lead on this, <laughs> I, I first started agenting Dr. Irvin Laszlo, who's the author of Science in the Akashic Field, about 20 years ago. And he was one of the first scientists. He had been a member of the Club of Rome, which did the limits of growth way back in the 80s. It was the first time scientists addressed what you know today is the issue of climate change and, you know, how human beings have impacted our environment and our planet. And the scientists were extremely frustrated that no one was paying any attention. So they asked Dr. Laszlo, who had been a concert pianist and who was basically a rock star in that field, if he could use his celebrity to bring the attention to other celebrities so they could publicize this important information. So he put together the Club of Budapest, which included people like Yo-Yo Ma, the, the cellist, and Peter Gabriel, the singer, and um, the, Dalai they, Lama the Dalai Lama, but uh, other actors and writers, and you know, really a who's who. There was over 100 people, all of whom were extremely you know, at the top of their field. And he's been working for about the last 20 years on trying to sort of bridge the gap between science and mainstream culture. In Mm -hmm. that process, 
he himself became aware that science and spirituality were beginning to overlap. As a systems theorist, he started to explore the nature of how not just human systems work, but all systems work, biological Mm -hmm. systems. And he started discovering when he ventured into the area of physics that the systems that the physicists have developed when they're talking about quantum theory and the zero point and these other concepts mirror the concepts that really were at the basis of most of our great spiritual traditions, most uh, significantly the Hindu Vedic tradition, which is why his first book was called Science in the Akashic Field. And as science is progressing, it's becoming more and more apparent that the spiritual truths are reflecting science and science is reflecting spiritual truth. So we're, we're really seeing a blending of science and spirituality in a way that no one could have imagined even 20, 30 years ago. Wow. And, and um, I was raised in a, a family of scientists, and my observation with, is in a different direction, is when you focus on what you're inventing and the science formulations, your, your focusing attention begins to open up another way of feeling inside that brings down information that you don't know where it came from. And to me, uh, I feel like that is how science, scientists realize that there's more to what they're discovering than just their book education and their mm-hmm. formulas. Because you, you do, there is a spiritual sense to focusing your attention on uh, anything that you do. You, you get ideas and you get things and you don't know where they come from. And I think that opens you up to the phenomena of, of the universe and... Spirit, and and I think the universe has a spiritual is a is a spiritual access to the akashic res- records and to thinking outside the box, thinking that everything comes in books and through storytelling. It actually mm-hmm. comes a lot of things come from a place that I feel is very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And. Could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your film, Tapping the Source, um, which for our listeners, it's a film that Gail produced and Bill narrated, um, plus Bill also wrote the book. Well, Tapping the Source, um, in making the film Tapping the Source, we created an energy within the area we were filming uh, that was purpose to bring in color and uh, vibration, if you will, mm-hmm. so that when the the um, people would step into the room, they were kind of feeling a sense of themselves that was more heightened. And I think mm-hmm. uh, this is how uh, tapping the source came to a higher level. And I and I made sure I always included color. That had in, uh, that had purpose and flowers that involved nature because everything is a part of who we are. Everything mm-hmm. is part of our essence. And so, in the film Tapping the Source, the essence of who you are was always present through nature, through color, through sound, and through vibration. 
And I'll just add that there were 120 people interviewed, and the film is only 90 minutes. So obviously no one got more than a few (laughs) seconds in the film. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people were very famous, Jack Canfield, Bob Proctor, Michael Beckwith, and of course Cynthia Bryan. And one of the things that's magical in the editing of the film is we actually have people who start sentences in Arizona and then totally different people in Hawaii finish those sentences because somehow we created kind of a vortex of energy around the themes of Tapping the Source. The, the film basically asks the question, what is your source of happiness and how do you maintain that connection on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And So it was quite interesting the way the film came together and it's quite magical. Many of the people who were in The Secret who were also in Tapping the Source told us The Secret is like kindergarten and Tapping the Source is like a PhD. <laughs> so we're very proud of the film and of course we didn't sell as many copies <laughs> as The Secret mm-hmm. but you know you think about it very many more people go to kindergarten than go to college so. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you know the film was revolved around tapping the source so when somebody is talking uh, the intention is that it's not them actually talking but a source that they access that comes through them that shares the questions and the um, intention of the what Bill is asking the people. So you can feel it in the film that these people are coming from their higher source of of being rather than just their day to day natural business self or um, mm-hmm. or personality. It's quite something. And so I actually didn't put anybody's name underneath uh, their uh, interviews because I put it at the back because I felt like they were tapping the source of themselves rather than just themselves. And so at the end of the film, uh, Cat Stevens graciously gave us a song. We have some wonderful scoring in the film. And... um, yeah, and so we have the people's um, websites and their and their uh, their work personalities on there. So, and we are unfortunately running out of time. But before we end, um, where could our listeners uh, either purchase or view Tapping the Source? Good question. Hopefully, you can still get mm-hmm. it on Amazon. Um, okay. We, we actually took it down because we're thinking of revising it for the 10th anniversary. So oh. I'm not absolutely sure where you can get it, but <laughs> Amazon usually has everything. Okay, yeah, we'll have to keep our um, listeners updated on that then. Um, so we are well, out of Bill, time for this think- segment. Thank you so much, Bill and Gail, um, for being on the show with us today. Um, it's been so great chatting with you both. I think this was a really great uh, conversation. Thank you, Rachel. We enjoy being with you today, and we love what you're doing for, for all the youth around the world, helping them uh, be the, uh, the star they are. Yeah, it's great what you guys are doing. We're big fans, and we just hope that everyone listening enjoyed the show, and we'll share this information and keep evolving to be their best selves and be able to help others be their best selves as well.
Absolutely. They said it all. And audience, you can learn more about Waterside Productions at waterside.com and pick up Be The Star You Are's new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers at cynthiabryan.com, Amazon, and our or other book retailers. You can find more information about our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com and make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself at bethestarur.org to support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named a top-rated nonprofit for several years now. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Express Yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Rachel Glass, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our last segment on the gift of awareness um, is going to be my chapter in our new um, anthology book, and it's the chapter of self-love, awareness of one's own state and maintenance of one's well-being. This is the gift of self-love by myself, Rachel Glass. Growing up, I had a loving family, pets, meals on the table morning and night, a warm bed, and much more. People wandered in and out of my life, but nonetheless, I always had friends. I excelled in school without sacrificing my social life. Despite my comfortable upbringing, I still faced difficult days. In high school, people could be cruel. I didn't know exactly how to process the pain that sprung from all that hostility, and it seemed like I was expelling them in the worst possible ways. I made mistakes and had regrets. At times I felt alone and not good enough. I would look at other people and feel like I wasn't pretty enough, smart enough, or popular enough. I would try to change myself only to find that I still didn't fit the bill. Looking back, it was ironic I felt that way because I was so lucky to have such a stable, supportive circle. I never was able to express how thankful I was because I just didn't feel that fortunate. 
I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was that I was missing. Soon I was 18 and moving away to college. I was excited to live in a new state with new people. I could be whoever I wanted to be, but who exactly did I want to be? How would I achieve the new me? I dabbled in trying to be this person. In my mind, I succeeded. However, I really believe becoming a new person in college is really the natural maturing that most people go through. In my experience, the amazing people I met made me feel special and love myself just a little bit more. But deep down, I could not shake the sense that I was supposed to feel something else, like I was officially on the search for my purpose in life. To me, college classes were like high school. I took them because I had to. While I had respectable grades, I didn't retain much information. And my first After my first and wild year of college, I thought it was time to invest myself in classes and perhaps find a passion that would fill the void I was feeling. I decided to take an anthropology class focused on human evolution. I was interested in the material and eager to read the textbook. However, I didn't realize that long after the class was over, I would take what I had learned and form a whole new outlook on life. Fast forward to my first year out of college, and I was still pondering the facts and ideas I learned in that class. These bits of information stayed in my brain, almost as if they are puzzle pieces floating around waiting to come together. One random day, the puzzle in my head started fitting together. I was in the passenger seat of the car while my boyfriend was driving us home from a friend's house. It was a morning like any other, but all of a sudden, I just understood. I realized that since the very beginning of time, every living thing has had two things in common. Number one, living is all that we do, all that anything does. It seems so obvious and so simple, but why do you do the things you do? From basic tasks like sleeping and eating to more complex things like looking both ways before you cross the street or working a job you may not love. Whether we're aware of it or not, everything we do is to keep our lives moving forward. Number two, life is made up of nothing more than challenge after challenge. My challenges are different than yours, which are different from hers, which are different from him. Challenges can take many forms from having to pass a difficult test to dealing with a health issue to adopting a pet and taking on a new responsibility. Animals and other living things face obstacles too. There is no way to compare these hurdles we all face because they're all unique to us. They are the building blocks of our lives because whether they are negative or positive, we overcome and evolve. This realization is how I learned who I was and how I wanted to live my life. This way of thinking never ceases to remind me that I have the ultimate power over my decisions, actions, and reactions. How could I compare myself to others and feel less than if we are all just trying to succeed in our lives? Success to me is having all of my hard work pay off and making a name for myself in the entertainment business. Maybe to someone else, succeeding is just getting up every morning and not going hungry that day. No matter how you define the word, it boils down to the same concept. I still have undesirable feelings like anger, stress, and jealousy. For example, I may feel frustrated when there is a problem with my car because it is important for me to get to and from work and an operative car will cost me money. Instead of letting those negative emotions drag me down, I just do what I have to do and move on. Regardless of the situation, make the right decisions to the best of your ability and push ahead. You may be thinking some people undoubtedly have it worse than others. Remember, everyone faces challenges, and while their challenges may may seem more trying than the ones you are facing, they are exclusive to that person's life. Using that feeling to remind yourself to be thankful for what you have and who you are. Use that thought to drive you to make decisions that will positively affect others. Love starts with you, love yourself, and live consciously. Maybe one day these two things will be all we need to unite us.
So that is the end of my story. And I will just sum up the exercise I have. Um, Basically, find anything that resembles a jar or a bowl, just something you can put other things into. And get a notepad, sticky notes, anything you can write on. And before you go to sleep each night, write down something about your day and put it in the jar. It could be anything, and it's just a way to remind yourself um, to be thankful for what you have. So we are out of time. I'm really glad I got to share my chapter. We uh, talked about a lot of great things in the show. As always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our voice empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Rachel Glass. And you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be aware of your wonderful world, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between.